This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, you can get a hold of us in two different ways, simply by giving us a call at 541-773-9567 or by going to jonesfinancialtalk.com. And lots of our listeners like to go to that website because they can check out all of our past shows and also subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, last week, listeners, we talked about a book that I recently wrote called The Knowledgeable Retiree. And we talked about the first step in working with a financial advisor, which is finding a financial professional, the questions that you would want to ask them, and the things that you would want to discuss. Now, I brought my co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, on last week, and he is back with us this week again to talk with us more about uh, about the next couple of chapters in the book. Yeah, it's excellent. Uh, you've got a great book, Nick, and I'm glad we're talking about it. Uh, last week, I know a lot of people called in. They wanted to get a copy of the book, and I know you're proud of it. Just came out. Uh, you've authored a book. This is amazing. And we've got a great topic today because a lot of people don't understand why it's so important to figure out what their own personal risk tolerance is and really base their financial plans on that and their retirement income plans on that and where their assets need to be uh, to live comfortably in retirement and to make sure they're within their comfort zone. So uh, I know you want to touch on that today, but first I want to tell you I've had a great week. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm always, it's always fun to see you and talk to you, Nick, and um, uh, the whole staff there. You have a wonderful staff at Jones and Associates, and I want to encourage our listeners to pick up the phone and give you a call. How have you been? Have you been keeping busy? We we have been, uh, and actually, yes, as a result of the last show that we did, uh, we did have a couple of different people call in and set up appointments and want to sit down and talk to us and get a copy of the, uh, of the book. And so I thought a lot about that, actually, because it's, um, it's, it's not something that people think about, you know, shopping for a financial advisor and trying to find that right, right that right advisor to fit, you know. And so it's so important, though. Um, it, you really need to understand what the core values are of the of the financial advisor that you're going to work with and what types of things are going to help you with, because this is uh, not something that you can do over retirement very easily, you know. And so you got to get it right and and really do your due diligence, Tony. Yeah, that's huge. And I think that's so important to work with a financial services professional, uh, get the help you need. And a good place to start is your book. Uh, tell people the name of the book and again, how they can get a copy for themselves. Sure. So it's titled The Knowledgeable Retiree. And um, if they want a free copy, all they have to do is give us a call at 541 541- Seven seven three nine five six seven, or go to jonesfinancialtalk.com and request one. It is also available on Amazon, but uh, don't pay for it. Don't pay for it. Listeners, give us a call and, and get a copy. Sure. Sounds great. And also get that a no cost, no charge, complimentary consultation. 
Um, now, Nick, today we're talking about risk, risk tolerance, and asset allocation. So where your money is at and how much risk you should have. So where do you want to begin on this topic? I know you touch on it in the book, right? Sure. So this is probably one of the initial conversations that you're going to have with your financial advisor. And uh, we do this uh, on a regular basis when we do our review uh, process with our clients as well, at least every year or two, because obviously as time goes by, your risk tolerance and um, tolerance for the markets is going to change depending on what's going on. And, you know, unfortunately, Tony, most people just don't look uh, enough at how much risk they're actually taking in their portfolio. Sure. And there's lots of good reason for that. Um, if you think about what the markets have done over the last 10 years, they've basically gone straight up, right? That's I mean, true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you could have thrown darts you know, at, at different stocks to pick them, and you probably would have averaged, if you were fully invested in the market, somewhere around you know, 8 9 10% return. And so- uh, why is it important? Because people have just kind of gotten used to the fact that the portfolios that they have continue to go up, right? But, right. And some people with a 401k or an IRA, they just set it and forget it. They, they don't really pay attention, unfortunately. Exactly. And that's my exact point, because the interesting thing is over the last couple of years when clients have come in, I would tell you that the majority of the time they are way, way riskier set up on their portfolios than they probably want to be. And so it's very important to kind of get a baseline of, of where you're at today versus where you are telling me you want to be. And, you know, the closer you get to retirement, clearly the more conservative you need to become with some of your money for the simple fact that once you stop working and have no income, you can't make up, you know, a big swing in the market, right? Sure. Um, so there are many different tools that uh, that we can use to help uh, assess the risk that you're at today. Uh, one of the things that we start start with is just what we call our color of money risk analysis questionnaire. And what it does is asks you a series of questions, uh, trying to gear in on exactly what kind of risk you want to take today. And then depending on how you score, right, it's a score from one to 100. That helps us determine how... Um, how much risk you really want to take in what are called risk assets. And it's important for me to mention this because a lot of people, when I just say risk, they think of the stock market. They think yeah. of the S&P sure. 500. They think of the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ, right? And right. that's not exactly what I mean here. Uh, what I mean is risk, meaning uh, taking some risk with the money to try to accomplish some long-term goal, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in an individual stock. It doesn't have to be in an individual index. There are many different investments that you would want to look at from the risk side. Okay. But most of the time people fall into, uh, you know, one of five categories. It's just a baseline, right? So they could either be conservative, conservative growth, balanced, moderate growth or growth. And that just really uh, helps me figure out the starting point for the discussion of where they are today versus where they want to be in the future. Sure. And uh, something you said there um, uh, made me sit up and take notice because you have mentioned this to me before and, and I'm passionate, but um, when people come to you and a, a listener meets with you or, you know, when you first meet with somebody, uh, what happens is they tell you, oh, we're conservative or they take the risk analysis and, you know, they, they, they say we want low risk and we're, we're really well diversified. Uh, but then you run a report that shows all their investments, their 401ks, IRAs, what have you. And you show them, well, a hundred percent of your 
finances are in at risk. <laughs> number one, that's right. And uh, number two, you know, you you're doubling up on a lot of stocks uh, across the board where you know you've got some redundancy and you're not that well diversified. So a lot of people don't understand that and. You know, some people do, uh, and we're not talking down. I I know I don't. That's why I work with a financial services professional. That's why you're here, Nick, uh, because you work with folks at Gradient Investments and other companies that actively manage these funds and watch them and monitor them to make sure uh, that uh, they are really well diversified and not putting all our eggs in one basket, right? Yeah, it's, it's very difficult for most investors to really understand what they own in their investments today. You know, and the most common uh, investment over the last probably 30 or 40 years has been mutual funds. Sure. And a mutual fund is just a basket of stocks or bonds or, or specific uh, assets that are trying to accomplish some specific goal for that mutual fund. But the problem is, you don't know exactly what you own in that mutual fund unless you can do some serious, you know, deep diving and, and research like like I do. And this is just what I do every day. And so you are correct, Tony. What typically happens is a lot of people over the years in their 401k plan, for instance, buy multiple mutual funds and they think, well, I own four or five different mutual funds. I'm pretty well diversified. But once you start, you know, peeling back the layers of those mutual funds, you find that there's a lot of what's called overlap and stock intersection. So yeah. you might own a company like Microsoft in every one of the mutual funds that you own. And so the question becomes why? And do you understand that you're owning it that many times? And do you understand how much risk you're taking in just having that one, you know, um, um, investment in your portfolio? Sure. There you go. And I know you have reports r that you run that will show people Exactly. It'll break down everything and you go through it and then explain to them, well, you've got this and this. And I think that is so helpful. Uh, I know when I did that, it was, it just opened up my eyes and it opened up my world as far as to understand, okay, I see what we're doing here. And even if, you know, there are some sharp people out there that like to do their own investing, uh, but it's always good to get that second opinion too. And when it comes to risk tolerance, a lot of people are probably much more uh, conservative than their actual investments. That that is definitely correct. And you you reminded me of uh, something that we mentioned on on the show uh, last week, which was, you know, when we sit down with a new prospect or or uh, a current client, uh, we provide everything for them in a in a written plan that's a full blueprint that outlines all these details. And if you are not getting that from your financial advisor currently, then you need to question yourself, you know, um, are they doing all the research for you that is appropriate for your specific portfolio and for your needs, right? And and if I'm not getting everything in writing, why is that, right? A, a true fiduciary is going to give you everything in writing and show you exactly what they're trying to accomplish, right? Well, exactly. In fact, speaking of that, we should take a quick break here, Nick. But before we do, why don't you let our listeners know how they can call in and get a copy. You can win a copy of your book, and uh, that would be great. And also maybe how they can uh, get a hold of you for an in-person consultation. Definitely. I would love uh, all, any listeners to uh, encourage you to definitely just give us a call at 541-773-9567 or go to jonesfinancialtalk.com to request that uh, copy of The Knowledgeable Retiree. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back 
with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host Nick Jones after this. When it comes to investing, it's helpful to have a financial professional on your side, one to help you organize your assets and gain an understanding of the pros and cons of any financial decision. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, we work with you to help attain your goals and provide advice to help minimize the hazards you may face. Give our office a call at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Nick Jones. That That's not Nick Jonas. That's Nick Jones. Uh, he is part. He is one of the Jones brothers. I didn't say Jonas brothers. I'm getting more famous with the book now, Tony, you know. That's true. I know you've had a few people ask you to autograph it and everything. Wow. Don't let that go to your head, Nick. You're a down-to-earth joking, guy, and we don't want that to change. All right? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, a uh, great discussion today so far. We're talking about risk, risk tolerance, and assets. Uh, what do you want to touch on next here? Sure. So, you know, the next piece of the puzzle for risk when we're talking about, um, you know, how much risk you want to take in your portfolio is also very, very important, which is time horizon. Right. So how much time you have until you're actually going to need these investments. And you really need to think of the strategy, in my opinion, by by different buckets of money set aside for different reasons. And the reason for that, Tony, is because clearly the longer time horizon that you have for a specific bucket of money completely changes how much risk maybe you can, should or are willing to take for that specific um, investment, right? And so, uh, perfect example. Even if you are very conservative, but you're say 35 years old and you're saving for retirement, you're not going to be able to touch the money in your 401k without having a steep penalty until you're 59 and a half. So you've got 25 years. So even if you're super conservative, you need to understand that because you have such a long time, right? You should probably stretch your risk out a little bit. Okay, and so. That's just one thing that you really need to keep in mind. Just because you score, you know, um, as a balanced investor on a risk tolerance questionnaire, that doesn't mean that you should take a balanced amount of risk with every piece of your portfolio. Because, Mm. you know, when you get into the retirement phase, right, and you start distributing your assets out, which we'll talk about later, it's extremely important to have different buckets. My short-term money, how much I'm going to need in the next year. My midterm money, how much am I going to need in the next, say, three to five years? And then my long-term money, how much am I going to need 10 years down the road to help with things like long-term care and um, other expenses that I'm going to incur with medical costs later in retirement, right? Right. Yeah, that's huge. And and Nick, I, I think you really hit on something there. Uh, you want to make sure that you're looking at your personal situation you're not listening to, you know, water cooler talk, your buddy at work, your neighbor down the street, your brother-in-law, because everybody's situation is different. So the solution is going to be unique to you. How your money is allocated is unique. There is no rule of thumb that works across the board here, is there? There's not. And, you know, you brought up a, another very interesting point I thought about, and that is talking about risk assets versus the overall markets. Okay, so so think about this for a second. I'll give you an example, Tony. This year, the markets have have started off terribly, right? Yeah, I mean, it's Dow- been a really <laughs> volatile year and not a great one for the markets. And, and if you think about the numbers, you know, the Dow Jones uh, is down about 8%. The S&P 500 down about 12 The NASDAQ down about 20% so far year to date through the end of April, 
okay, in 2022. And so the question becomes, one, why don't the markets move together? And two, how much have you lost in your portfolio this year, right? Because a risk asset that you own isn't necessarily going to move the same way that the markets do. No, because when uh, when the uh, S&P 500 makes 20%, uh, you don't necessarily make 20%. Exactly. On the flip side, you know, and so there are tons of asset classes and different investments that you could have used this year so far, like precious metals, for instance, or dividend paying stocks that are actually positive um, or slightly negative compared to the indexes. Okay. And so, um, you know, when, when the market drops this much, uh, a, a bunch of clients and prospects get worried, but most of our investors, if they are allocated correctly, are not down anything close to what the market is actually down. Right. And they don't need to worry because they have a, a time horizon and it's all built in and they have a plan in place so they can sleep well at night knowing, hey, the market's going to go up, it's going to go down, uh, but I have a plan. That, and that is totally correct. And, you know, the interesting thing though, Tony, is a lot of people ask me, well, Nick, what are the other types of things that you would consider a risk asset that isn't uh, necessarily the market that I think about every day and I see on uh, CNBC or whatever, right? And those are things like natural resource stocks, real estate investment trusts, um, you know, precious metals portfolios, commodities. There are so many different things that you can invest in that is a risk asset that is not just the stock market when you think about it normally. Right. Or a buffered index fund that, that can change the game. Uh, like you said, the precious metals, and I know you work a lot with Gradient Investments, and uh, they are actively managing your clients' portfolios as changes happen and as they forecast. So uh, it, it is really a, a huge difference than you just, you know, setting the set it and forget it idea of, hey, I've got a 401k IRA. I'm just going to leave it. I don't need to worry about it. I'm just going to let that uh, go through work. Uh, you, you know, your work plan, you don't want to just do that. You want to make sure you have a financial advisor who's a middleman going, okay, here's what you've got. Here's what you need, that type of thing. Well, and, you know, it's unfortunate that our industry has uh, leaned towards, um, you know, what I call passive management investments. And so 401k plans, because they are so heavily regulated, uh, cost is a huge issue in them. And uh, it should be for every investor. Fees, Costs uh, in, involved with investing should definitely be top of mind and something that you talk about. But, um, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is in the last 10 years, like we talked about, because the markets have gone basically straight up, you could have just used a basic index and in something that's very simpler inside a 401k plan. The problem is when the market turns down like it has so quickly, so drastically, you're going to feel that full hit if you are not thinking about what you're investing in. And so that is a perfect example in my mind of the difference between a risk asset that is actively managed that somebody's looking at versus just a set it and forget it mentality, Tony. Sure. The money in your 401k, it just goes up and down, uh, like you said, and it's kind of, uh, like I said, for set it and forget it. You're right. And uh, you want actively managed. In other words, I know you use the color of money sometimes analogy. And so uh, stuff in your 401k is red money because it's at risk, uh, and it's not actively managed. But, um, if you have actively managed funds and portfolios, that's, that's more of a yellow. There's still risk, uh, but it's actively managed. So you're uh, decreasing your overall risk. 
That's exactly correct. And you know, a lot of, a lot of clients come in and one of the main things that we talk about when we first start is our fee structure and how that works. Right. And, and here's the truth. Portfolio managers know that they are charging you a fee to provide you with a service. And if they can't beat the standard indexes net of their cost, nobody's going to use them. And so perfect example. I mean, if you have an actively managed portfolio that is underperforming just the regular index, then that manager isn't doing a good job. And so that is something that your financial advisor should explain to you. That's something that you should sit down and talk to them about. And they should be doing the due diligence to make sure that if you're going to pay to use an investment manager, that that investment manager is going to give you above average expectations versus the benchmarks that they are going up against. And in, in, in a very simple, um, in a very simple, maybe analogy here, Tony, you know, the S and P 500 has 500 stocks, right? Um, and so if you are looking at a portfolio that a manager, um, is you know, blended against the the benchmark, the S and P 500, maybe right. they only own a hundred stocks. And so do those hundred stocks outperform the 500 stocks over time? Well, if you're paying them a fee, they should, right? Yes. So you need to look at those types of things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, it is interesting. So, um, that's a great point and it can make a huge difference. I mean, as studies have shown, if you have actively managed funds and work with a financial services professional over time, uh, you will definitely do better. And I think that's important to note. Um, and I know that this is a, a, a really important topic. People don't understand risk assessment and why it's so important to their financial future and especially their retirement with their retirement funds, right? With their, uh, you know, the IRAs, the 403Bs, the 401Ks, the 457s. Uh, it's really important to understand what that money is doing and where it's at. It, it sure is. And, you know, Tony, you hit on a very interesting stat that I was going to mention. And think about this. Over the last 10 years, a normal balanced investor taking about 50 to 60% of the risk of the overall market, um, when they've used a financial advisor or had actively managed accounts, have averaged somewhere around 7% return. Okay. Um, this study that I read showed that if they were not using active management and using portfolio managers, but using passive management, their returns were actually under 4% for that same 10 year period. Yep. So, you know, almost half your performance comes from actively managing the portfolios and making sure that you are using the right asset classes and, and, and managers for sure. Yeah, it's huge. And there, the other aspects of the planning, uh, we haven't even mentioned the other aspects that tie into that that are also going to be improved. Maximizing social security, minimizing health care costs, minimizing tax, uh, your tax burden in retirement. These are all going to play into your overall financial picture and also uh, benefit you and make a huge difference financially for you. And some of these things could make or break a retirement for some people. And so this is really important. And I think for everyone out there listening, no matter where you're at financially, you need to be working with a financial services professional and have a plan in place. Uh, but, you know, whether that's you or somebody else, uh, y they need to do it and get a second opinion on where they're at. That's the key. Well, and, you know, Tony, to maybe bring this point home a little bit cleaner and clearer, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to scare people by mentioning this, but they should definitely talk to their advisor um, about this next specific point that I wanted to mention. It's called the sequence of return risk. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. And so you've heard about this before. And so what this means is if you look at historical numbers um, and you do not rebalance your portfolio to, to align with the risk that you want to take, you are taking an extreme risk when you retire. Because here's, here's the thing. When you are just in grow mode and you're working and you're putting money into your investment accounts, you don't really get hit as hard when the market is down. Okay. And so, but if you look at the sequence of risk and what really has happened in the markets, if you get multiple down years, right when you decide to retire and start pulling money out of your accounts, you run out of money. I mean, you really do. It's very interesting when you look at the statistics and the charts, right? And so I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, the S&P 500 over the last 20 years has been up on average about 9%. Okay. Now, if you retired in 1999, okay, the year 2000, 2001, and 2002, the S&P 500 was down every year, three years in a row. In 2000, it was down 9%. In 2001, it was down 12%. In 2002, it was down 22%. So you would have been in a situation if you did not rebalance your investments, right, to be down about 40% without even taking any money out over that three-year period. But we know that once you retire, you would have been taking money out. So if you're taking three, four, five percent out on top of the, the money that's going down by 40 percent, 50 percent of your portfolio is what's left after four years. Think about that. And how do you avoid that? Rebalance. Talk to somebody that's an active manager. Make sure you're not taking too much risk. Make sure you're not investing in just the stock market. Think about really what you own, right? Yeah. That is huge. Obviously, that can make a big difference. That's a great tip. And sequence of returns is something sometimes it's hard to explain to people. Uh, but, you know, if you take uh, the same amount uh, out of different funds or at different times, but take the same amount out, you, one person has the exact same money uh, in the same stocks uh, and they both have the same amount to start with, say, $100,000. And one takes uh, one takes ten thousand dollars out all at once. The other person takes five thousand here, five thousand there. It's going to make a huge difference in what they have left. It, uh, it sure is. And so, if for our listeners to make sure they have a plan in place to deal with this, and somebody looking at this for them, before we have to go today, let our listeners know, Nick, how they can get a hold of you. Yep. So, as always, listeners, feel free to reach out to us either at JonesFinancialTalk.com. Or you can always just give us a call at 541-773-9567. Well, Nick, that does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Nick Jones. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be 
from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.